Welcome back to the Awards Radar Podcast. Uh, as always, I'm Joey, and I am joined again by Miles. Say hi, Miles. Hi, Miles. I knew he was going to do it, and it made me happier than I should probably admit to. Um, today, we are going to uh, move forward by looking back, and also forward. Um, no, we're not talking about Saw, but that's coming soon. We are uh, going to look at all the movies that have had their release dates changed or canceled or whatnot uh, due to coronavirus. So much like our own lives, we're going to look at how nothing is normal and nothing is happening. So um, first of all, how are you doing? I'm, you know, I'm surviving. <laughs> yeah. How about you? That's about right. I, uh, I think I, I said it, it, I say it when I do all the podcasts and all the interviews, you know, uh, Everyone says they're doing all right, and then we realize we're lying, um, and everyone gets a good laugh, especially when I do it with, like, celebrities and actors, because secretly they're doing better than we are, but, you know, they don't want to admit it, but, you know, trust me, I'd rather be trapped in their house than mine, but... Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I, uh, it, I summed it up very well, I think, in my head. I was messaging on Twitter with Mike Ryan uh, in a DM, because there was something I was watching that I don't know if I'm allowed to say yet. That I knew he would want to watch also, and I was curious if he had seen it. And I just said, like, are you staying sane? You know, how are you keeping sane? And I think his response was, it's impossible to keep sane. And I think he summed it up incredibly well. <clears throat> but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, everything's unprecedented. The sky is falling, but also it's staying put. And, you know, the whole world is a shambles right now. But we're making the best of it. Yeah. So. As opposed to bemoaning the state of the world, we're going to bemoan the state of the movie world. And we're going to look at all the movies delayed. Some have uh, new release dates, some don't. Some have even already come out. just wanted to give like a full range of the idea of like how many things have had their release date changed. And we'll, uh, if we've seen them, we'll talk about them. If we haven't, we'll briefly mention them. But it's, a, it's an interesting topic, I think. And uh, when you guys uh, hear this, feel free to leave in the comments... You know, the one you want to see most, we did as a poll recently, or if there's uh, something you expect to be the next one, I'm sure by the time you listen to this, this will be out of date, but we'll give it our best shot. So, alphabetical order. Woo! Antebellum. Antebellum went from April 24th to August 20th to eventually September 18th, foregoing movie theaters entirely. Um, I did not watch it. Um... Honestly, and this is going to make me sound like an elitist, but sorry. Um, when I don't get sent things to watch, I tend not to pay for them. Just a, you know, weird quirk of my life, I guess. But uh, Kendall reviewed it for our site. Didn't care for it. Miles, did you get the chance to see it? I haven't had the chance to see it. Um, my relationship with VOD releases is pretty non-existent at this point. Like if it comes to Netflix or Amazon Prime or some sort of streaming service, I might check it out. But if it, I have to rent it like from a third party almost it feels like then yeah i might just wait until it does end up streaming somewhere i was really looking forward to this one yeah. uh, i remember i was very intrigued by the trailers um but then yeah early word i heard was that it was just kind of fine or that it was an interesting concept but a weird twist so uh i didn't end up uh following up with it yeah i i um i had kendall tell me what the twist was confirmed was what i thought it was and went oh that's disappointing and uh kind of haven't thought about it since but you know 
not not a big deal. We'll put it that way. Um, speaking of not a big deal, we got two more. One is antlers, which I think people get a lot of a lot more excited about because we're under the impression Scott Cooper is going to make an amazing movie as opposed to waiting for him to make a good one. Um, though, granted, um, Hostiles is good, but other than that, I think he's like the epitome of fine. This was supposed yeah. to be April seventeenth. It's now February nineteenth, which is technically still qualifying for Oscars, but it seems like it's a Wendigo horror movie. So I don't believe that's an awards player. No, I wouldn't say so. This one actually, it's not even the first time it was delayed. I remember it was supposed to come out back in twenty nineteen, and yes. seeing previews for it back in like spring of that year, and then it just kept getting pushed back. So I don't know if that's a sign of the quality. I mean, obviously everything's getting pushed back now because of COVID, but even back then it couldn't hit its release date. So I don't know if there's unfinished special effects work at the time or what the situation is. I know it's, I want to say executive produced by Guillermo del Toro. So I think they've been using that to try and sell it. It could be good. could be interesting, but it, it doesn't look like an awards thing. It looks very much like a genre movie. Yeah. They got delayed before it was cool. Yeah. Um, Speaking of a movie that has come out, <laughs> Artemis Fowl. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's all in the title. Moved from May, 9, May 29th to June 12th. Went on Disney Plus. Incomprehensible and terrible. I, I haven't seen it. I read the books uh, back when they originally came out because they've been trying to make this movie for well over a decade. And they finally farted it out of the gate. Um, yeah, I haven't watched it. I've heard nothing but bad things, and it doesn't even look like one where you can watch it in a fun, bad kind of way. Nope. Uh, it's awful. So I probably would not have seen it in theaters either. Mm. Kenneth Branagh cries over that. Wow. Well, he's got more to cry all- about later in this list. Yeah. It's also wild that he made that movie. Yeah, but he'll uh. do weird things for hire now and then. Like, he'll do Thor or Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit in between Shakespeare movies. Yeah. It's just weird that you would hire him. Like, I get being open to uh, for higher gigs. Like, we all have our price, and I'm sure our prices are a lot lower than his. Um, I, I look forward to being able to sell out. But, uh, like, if you're making Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, why do you hire Kenneth Branagh? I do not know. Maybe they already had him as the villain, and we're just like, we don't have a director. We probably should have gotten around to it. Hey, Kenneth, you do <laughs> movies. Do you want to do it? Artemis Fowl. Says- is wild as a choice though. Like Thor like was fine, but you hired him, you hired him to make Thor because you wanted it to lean into like Shakespeare, not sure. the fantasy sci-fi element. So why would you make a sci-fi fantasy movie and hire him? But you know, he's listening somewhere being like, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> and he's sitting on a pile of money while he does it. So he has the high ground. We'll tell you uh, what, Ken, fuck you make a better movie. Yeah. Well, when you interview him, I'll be sure to play this audio for him. Uh, Please don't. <laughs> I really wish I had the power to be like, and my special guest now is Kenneth Branagh. He's been listening. Oh, no. Actually, we could have done that. I could have just had the audio of like a phone hanging up and we could have pretended it was real. But alas, alas. if only I planned this out. Um, the Artist's Wife, which was supposed to be an April release. It came out, I want to say a week or two ago. It's actually good. Not an awards movie, but... Um, this won't shock you. I'm here for a Bruce Dern performance, especially a lead one. Um, I think it came out in like theater, you know, like it did one of those and, and is on VOD. So that's actually one. Um, the review is on the site now. If you want to see it, you actually can. 
Um, I know Miles, when I mentioned this to him, was not aware of his existence, so that wasn't a, a great sign for its visibility. But, you know, at least it's it's come out and it's not bad, as opposed to the other ones we've mentioned so far. Right, yeah, I legitimately had not heard about this one when you brought it up, but Bruce Dern's always good, and I think he's got a weird sort of resurgence that's happened recently uh, post-Nebraska, uh, so that's nice to see, even if it's not always in the most visible of films. Oh, yeah, no, he'll he'll work for uh, a price, which, fair point, but he's such a, like, unique actor that even when he's in something where you're like, oh, this is, this is all right, I guess, you're like, oh, but he, like, livens up. Like, there's a movie that just came out in the beginning of September called Ravage, which uh, he has one scene in. But, they, you know, they market him because he's the most um, visible of it. But that movie has a wild ending, which I will spoil just for Miles because he hasn't heard of it, I'm sure. Nope. It's a, it's a movie where there's a, there's a woman who is, uh, like, a nature photographer, I believe. It has kind of an ice spit on your grave feel to it. She uh, like is in the woods and she's filming something and she witnesses like a lynching essentially. Like oh, it's God, it's gross. It's not cool. Um, and then she uh, like tries to tell the cops, but she gets captured by the the like hillbillies. So she ends up like in the woods in like a valley. It's like the it's I don't remember where it is, but it's like a nature preserve or something where it's like you're not going to escape. Okay. And, she ends up starts to starting to kill the guys and stuff like that. But there's a like the head of the hillbillies has this like torture that he wants to do. That's like a, a medieval torture that he claims he wants to do where he was going to like gut a cow. I think it was. And sew you inside of it. So the <laughs> stomach. Okay. Kills you. okay. Uh, spoiler. He does that to her by the end of the movie. Oh. Well, that just um, sounds delightful. Yeah, but I feel like it's also one of those things that you would have been like, I'm going to watch that at some point. I might watch that scene on YouTube. I don't know if the whole movie sounds worth it. The movie is is meh, yeah. but, uh, but I think worthwhile for like literally one of the wildest and sort of grossest movie endings you could think of. Like very, like I, I feel like if people knew about it, they would be talking about it. Sure. In the same way that, like, not everyone saw Tusk, but everyone knew about, like, oh, wait, that's the movie where Justin Long gets turned into a walrus? Like, either that sounds amazing or terrible to you, but everyone was aware of, like, oh, that's a thing that happened in that movie? Kevin Smith smokes a lot of pot now, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it reminds me, too, of something like Bone Tomahawk, which plays, like, a relatively normal movie for 95% of it, and then at the end, a guy gets split in half, and you're like, what the fuck? Yep. Which we then learned is like sort of S. Greg Zoller's thing. Um, yeah. Have you seen his follow-up? No, it's got Mel Gibson in it, doesn't it? No, there's one in between. It's got Vince Vaughn in it. Brawl and Cell Block 99. Oh, oh, no. I haven't seen either of them, but I heard good things about that one. So um, the Mel Gibson one, Dragged Across Concrete, is fair. It's very, very long for no reason. Mm. Uh, like it almost takes place in real time. It's like a two and a half hour movie. But I will give him credit, and I don't know how much of this is intentional. Um, I also think S. Craig Zoller might be a little, like, conservative for my taste. Not That's like, what I've heard, yeah. Well, there's, like, so in, in Brawl and Cell Block 99, there's a couple, like, flag shots, and, like, um, Vince Vaughn is a, is a dude who's, like, went honest. He's an honest guy, but he went back to a life of crime because his wife is pregnant. Like, one of those, like, all the right reasons to be a criminal again. 
Yeah. And uh, it, the deal goes bad and, like, everyone's arrested. He actually, like, gets arrested. He saves the cops, oddly. Like, I feel like there's, a like, a third gang. Like, a, there's, like, his gang, a rival gang, and the cops have, like, a shootout. He ends up shooting the other gang to, like, protect the cops. And they want him to testify, but he won't. And they have, like, a very clear, like, you could be sitting on this side of the, the desk. Why, you know, that? Like, very, like, implicitly, like, you know, upstanding white dude could be a cop as opposed to a criminal. But uh, in Drag Across Concrete, Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn are racist cops who get suspended for being racist cops. And I do kind of give him props for hiring Mel Gibson to play a racist. Yeah, I, I guess that's pretty on point. <laughs> yeah, and vaguely interesting, like, I won't give Mel Gibson props because he's a an asshole but like is it i wonder if it was self-awareness or a complete like removal from the idea like he either read the script it was like wow this guy wants me to play that role and like everybody thinks that's where i am because obviously he doesn't think he's a racist Mm -hmm. uh, or a sexist or whatever the hell he's everything but you know to read the script and go i'll lean into that is either a lot of self-awareness or like wildly not realizing what the world thinks of you Right. Well, it's kind of an Edward Norton and Birdman situation where you're not sure how aware of their own problem they are. Yeah. Um, Ed- Edward Norton, the actor, Edward Norton, the character in that movie. Exactly. Um, I have heard interesting things about Edward Norton. Um, not necessarily bad, but just I think that movie is more on point than than maybe even he realizes. Exactly. Uh, but Brawl Cell Block 99 has some of the wildest practical gore. Like, if you okay. think... Bone Tomahawk was gnarly with, like, splitting the dude in half pretty, like, practically. Um, there is... So, in that movie, Vince Vaughn, like you said, I said, gets sent to prison. And uh, he's prepared to just, like, do his time. Like, you know, I, I don't rat on people. Whatever. I'll do my five years or whatever. Then he gets visited by uh, Udo Kier. Which oh, always cool. things happens when he shows up in a prison to talk to you. And he says that you... Um, because of this deal gone wrong, you have to kill a prisoner for us. And if you don't, we're going to kill your wife's unborn child. We have a Korean doctor who knows how to perform an abortion without killing the baby. So we're going to Jeez. remove the baby, then kill it. Yeah, it's like awful. Um, but you have to get sent to uh, cell block 99, like this like maximum, maximum security thing. So to do that, he has to like become a troublemaker. So there's a there's a prison guard who he's not become friends with, but like is talking to him is like, you know, we can get you through this. Like maybe you take up boxing. Like I do I do some boxing on the side with the, with the prisoners. And like you look like a big dude. You should be able to like trill, William trying to make an effort, and he breaks his arm like at the elbow, like ninety degrees the wrong way. Ooh, and it's all right. Like it's rough. There's another scene where he he steps on someone's face until it crushes. Like very. Again, like practical, gnarly, gnarly effects. Uh, okay. I think it's your type of movie. It's it's dour and there's not a laugh to be found. But if you want to watch like that, it's basically that scene in Bone Tomahawk for half of the movie. Okay. Well, I do love me some practical gore effects, so I might have to hunt that one down. Yeah. Speaking of effects, the next four Avatar movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like these joke watched. ones you put on here. Yeah. Um, Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5, I guess. Um, so the next one, I guess, is December 16th of 2022. Moved up from 17th of 2021. 
Um, Listen, these movies have been hypothetically supposed to have come out for like almost as long as they've been in production. I'll believe it when I see it. The wildest part is I, I feel like they've shot them all. Like he probably like he, he seems to, I don't like, I guess he shoots all five, all four movies at once. Like, like, I can only imagine that. Like, eh, Sigourney Weaver, this is a scene from three. Okay, next scene is from two. Next scene is from five. Like, I remember hearing something about he was going to do two and three sort of back-to-back, and they were going to see how those do. And then if uh, it sort of works out, then they'll do four and five back-to-back. So I think those two are just written, but not necessarily shot yet. Maybe. But I also, if, they're in, if the first one is anything to go by they're more special effects than anything that needs to be photographed. So that's the part that's sort of taken the long haul. Yeah. He just needs to figure out which other Disney movie he's ripping off for uh, each one. Yeah. God, I, I like avatar was the number one box office movie for a stupidly long amount of time. And looking back, I think it's far more of a circumstantial you know, it's his first movie after Titanic and, you know, 3D has become he revitalized that for a few years and it was this big thing. But have you ever gone back and watched Avatar? It's not that good. No, I, I so I saw it three times that year um, in different ways. So I went opening weekend with my then girlfriend, um, different one from the other podcast when I mentioned a, an ex-girlfriend with um this was uh prior to that mm-hmm. and uh, we would go to the movies a lot and we, we went out to see something that day and then we're having dinner and i was like oh the avatar is out like i think she had zero interest but i was like we should probably go see this went and saw it i don't think in 3d because it wasn't or maybe it was i don't remember um sat way too close to the screen because that was that kind of situation i was like all right that's a movie um then went, I'd already gotten tickets with a friend to go see it in IMAX, because I feel like that was sort of the intended way to see it. Right. And then I think also watched it at home on my grandfather's bootleg. He's not alive, so I feel like he can't get in trouble now. So that's that's fine. So I was like, I want to see what it looks like in 2D. Not as good. Um, well, that's the I'll- thing is, like, you see it in, like, IMAX 3D or whatever, and it is visually spectacular, but you watch the same movie again on, like, a laptop, it, and it's just like all the spectacle is kind of drained away and you're just left with the story. And not yes. only is the story nonsense for three hours, but it's nonsense that's been ripped off of better nonsense. Yeah. So it, you don't even have the novel satisfaction of it. Yeah, dances with Fern Gully. Exactly, with a little bit of aliens thrown in at the end. So maybe next time he'll, uh, I wonder if he'll, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Avatar 2 has a little true lies in there. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, a Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, I was looking forward to this one. I was actually, fun fact, I was in the process of getting ready to uh, order tickets because I was going to go with uh, my girlfriend and my brother and his girlfriend. We were all going to go as a group because we saw the first one together. And as we were sort of in the process of ordering tickets and figuring out when we would do that, it got pushed back. I that I was I missed it by a day, I believe. So... I believe it was going to come out. I don't remember what day it was supposed to come out. It was it was near the end of March, I want to say. It was the middle of March because I it was it was the Monday after shutdown, maybe, or maybe the Monday before shutdown. That sounds uh, right. And and they they like messaged that morning that we we're postponing the screening because it was 
the so my birthday was the 13th of March. The shutdown was on the 14th. So I don't remember. I want to. I, I believe the screen was probably on the 16th, so it probably was coming out on the 20th. That would be my guess. If we're wrong and you're yelling at us, send a note. I'll pretend I read it. Because um, I remember the last movie I saw in the theaters was Bloodshot. So, you know. Yeah. And that was, like, I don't think we were aware of the world ending yet. I think it was a vague concept of, like, I guess it's still fine to do this. Right. Um, boy, how we didn't know. Oh. But uh, Quiet Place Part 2 was then moved to September. Um Spoiler alert, it didn't come out. April 23rd, 2021. Um, though, God, could we have used it to, like, juice up the, like, sound category and things like that. Nah, no kidding. And I definitely get the impetus, because that first one, I tell you what, one of the, I love going to the theater. It's one of my favorite things about movies is, you know, getting the cinematic experience. But no matter what you're going to see, you're going to get your fair share of people who are just, you know, they're on their phones or they're talking through the movie or they're just kind of being generally disruptive. I remember going to see that first movie dead silent throughout the entire theater. Literally, it was a packed house. Nobody was saying anything. Nobody was being sarcastic or talking back to the movie or whatever. Everyone was on the edge of their seats, even through like completely silent films because it just had that hook. Yeah. Have you ever been loud? Not like, so disruptive is the wrong word, but reacted loudly to a movie. Not counting the room. I've seen you watch the room and we've been like, <laughs> but have you ever like audibly like yelled at a movie when something happened you didn't like or liked? Um, not too often. Like if it's a bad movie and there's not many other people in the theater, I might, you know, do my own little mystery science theater at it. The yeah. only time I was like actively like rude to the film was at the very end of 500 Days of Summer, where um, the movie ends without completely spoiling it, with the character introducing themselves as Autumn. And I was this close to throwing my popcorn at the screen because I thought that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. I remember. I remember. I, I, I love that movie. I just remember you hating I loved that it part. up to that point. I loved it up to that point. But then that last scene comes through and it's just like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Um, by the way, we're recording this earlier than you'll hear it, but just to do a little breaking news, um, London Film Festival, the first review for Soul is out, and uh, they say it's one of Pixar's best. Okay. Well, because Onwards was kind of fine, so like that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, back to what we were talking about, though. Um, Safe Haven was the one for me. I, uh, this is Which a one was that? Nicholas Sparks adaptation. I, uh, Julianne Huff and, like, Josh Hamilton or Josh Duhamel or something like that. Nonsense. Mm. But I had heard that there was a wild twist to it. And I was like, all right, we got to go see it. Um, different girlfriend. Back to the one from the last podcast. I feel like this will be a recurring theme, but it doesn't matter. Um, I knew what the twist was. Didn't tell her. Wanted to see it. Um, so I'll spoil it. But it's basically, it's a movie like um, uh, she did. The main character is like on the run from an abusive like boyfriend or husband or something. Moves to this small town, which will be a safe haven for her. That's the name of the movie. Oh yeah, I, it's it's almost as bad as when you hear like these were the lovely bones and I'm like don't do that, <laughs> don't do that. You can be better than that. Um, this movie was not better than that. Um, you know, she like meets this dude and like life is great and there's this uh 
Colby Smolders plays like a woman who like lives near her or like just like a friend she makes in the town and is always like popping in to see how things are going. Like very almost like sitcom-y. Yeah. And uh, then her like ex shows up to like get her back and there's a fight and all that. And then you realize that Colby Smolders is the widow of Josh Duhamel. So she's been visited by a ghost the entire movie. A ghost that's also trying to set her up with her husband. So, like, the ghost is like a ghost pimp. <laughs> that's hilarious. And I was waiting for it the whole time. When it finally happened, I cackled out loud. And it was like a Saturday morning. And there was, like, maybe 15 people in the theater. Because it was two or three weeks after it came out. And, like, half of them turned to look at me rudely. And half, like, were laughing. At, like, oh, no. You're right. Um, so that was probably the rudest I've ever been in a movie. Beyond... Uh, no, that's probably the rudest I've ever been in a movie. That's uh, funny. That's that's up there with Serenity turning out to be a fishing video game. Oh, I watched that at press screening, and I turned to... I want to say it was Wilson Morales of uh, Now Black Film and TV. I think he was sitting next to me. And at one point, I think I turned and I was like, is this really fucking happening? Like, because you're just you're watching it, and you're so stunned that, like, wait, this is the movie? Wait, wait, wait. I remember thinking to myself like i can't wait for this to be on how did this get made and fast forward a couple of years and it was oh yeah <laughs> and they, sure hit they the- got onto it as soon as they could oh yeah it was it was recent like i think in the last six months they did it mm-hmm. and they're you know like wait so this is a fishing video game the sun program where he also has his parents fuck a lot like it just does not make any sense no not in the slightest um but bless you Stephen knight for trying he was doing a thing. Um, he was doing a thing. Also doing a thing. The Batman. And the thing they did was now move to 2022. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I can't wait for it. That trailer they posted looks all kinds of awesome. But I just want them to be able to finish it before everyone in the production gets COVID. Yeah. So was originally June of next year. Moved to October of next year. Trying to do the Joker thing. Now it's March of 2022. They're also not done with it yet. So... That trailer was also interesting because they only had a month. Yeah, like 25% of the movie, something like that. So that's definitely not the plot of the movie in the slightest. But I love that they were able to make a like finchery like version of the trailer. Like, oh, here's Batman solving like the Riddler's like mystery that doesn't involve anything we can make sense of yet. But, you know, that's what's going on when it's obviously, I think, not the main through line. I feel like they're setting up Riddler as like the next movie's villain. And he's sort of like the Thanos of the thing. Maybe. But, well, it feels like an origin story for all the side characters as much as it is for Batman. Batman seems relatively established, but you've got like Catwoman in there with like a balaclava that like happens to look like cat ears. And yeah. you've got Colin Farrell radically transformed into Richard kind in order to play the penguin. I mean, they could have gotten Richard kind for half the price, but yeah, but he doesn't have that name appeal of unrecognizable Colin Farrell. That's true. Is it Richard? I th- I think I'm trying to remember if it Richard Kind is the one I'm thinking of. But I know Richard Kind is friends with George Clooney. And uh, if this is true, I remember what podcast I was listening to. Richard Kind and George Clooney own a submarine. What together? Yeah, they bought a submarine. Okay. I think they were. I think they were. They were like friends growing up or something like that. Like they've known each other forever. And I guess they must have before they were rich been like. One day, man, if we if we can, we should buy a submarine and just 
fast forward to one of them has a hundred million dollars, or I guess now one of them is a billionaire almost, and goes, yeah. "Should we just buy that submarine?" Because they, some I forget what show it was, um, Blackish maybe, or or one of the like had a submarine for like a hot second on like a I guess a throwaway like clip, mm-hmm. and uh, the submarine they rented is George Clooney and Richard Kinds. Wow. I wonder if George Clooney was a dick about it and made Richard Kind go in 50-50. Maybe. But but George, <laughs> I I can just imagine I don't I don't have that money. Well, I do and we're buying it. Um one can dream. I wonder how much of that story I got wrong, but luckily neither of them listened to the podcast yet. Yet, that's true. <laughs> that's how they get introduced. Yeah. Somebody's, like, uh, somebody's starting a rumor about y'all submarine. I'm actually looking it up right now, and apparently, so here, I'm I'm pulling it up. Uh, somebody here. The there's yeah they the blackish writers tweeted on September third. Can't believe we actually got to film on the submarine the Clooney's co-owner of Richard Kind. And yes, the torpedo tubes were repurposed. One's now a tanning bed, and the other's a sensory deprivation tank. And then Richard Kind was there during filming. He kept saying things like, I can't believe I spent all my Spin City money on a fucking submarine. That's hilarious. I, I really want that to be true. Uh, not enough to watch Blackish to find out if it happened, but, you know. I'll take uh, their word for it. Exactly. The Beatles Get Back, which I don't know what it is, moved from September 4th of this year to August 27th of next year. Wait, that was a movie? I am looking it up right now. It's like a documentary or? I mean, it's a song. Well, I know that, but. (laughs) I was like, uh, 93.3 WMMR is telling me about the delay. If they're a, uh, it's a Peter Jackson helmed film. Oh, I remember hearing about it. It's kind of like the, uh, the World War One documentary he did where he's taking old footage and colorizing it. Yeah, like they shot a, uh, I think he, it's it's other, it's concert footage in another documentary that he's like bringing to life or something like that. It sounds not like something I care about. Okay. Uh, Bios, Tom Hanks, sci-fi. Supposed to be October 2nd. We did not see it. April 16th next year. Still I, no trailer or anything like that. Somebody, somebody big is either writing or directing that one because I remember hearing about it and being somewhat excited about it. Uh, someone, neither the writers or the directors, I think, unless you're a big Miguel Sapochnik fan. Oh, well, actually, yeah, he, uh, he directed a bunch of, uh, big episodes on Game of Thrones, so that probably was it. Maybe that is, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I'm mainly interested, because I, I think it has to do with, like, a dog. Like, he's, like, a robot taking care of a dog or something like that. So or I'm... a dog I, taking care of a robot, maybe. Uh, here, an ailing inventor, the last man on Earth... Builds an android to keep him and his dog company and goes on a journey across the country. Okay. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is the alien inventor. I love that that's the plot I just told you. And the cast says Tom Hanks is Finch, an alien inventor, and one of the last men on Earth. They just repeat the plot description. Uh, Caleb Landry Jones is the robot. Okay. And Samira Wiley is a survivor. Also, Skeet Urich is in this movie. Oh, well, okay. So, you know. So I guess Miguel is not, you know, perfect when it comes to, I, I mean, Zemeckis produced it. 
Okay. It's a sci-fi drama, so I'm I'm interested. Could be something. Yep. Black Adam. <laughs> Moved off the schedule. That yeah. one, like that one they keep talking about, but I think they're just jogging in place because they realize they really messed up by having this whole treasure trove of amazing superheroes and this is who they got the rock to play yeah i mean i i so i liked um shazam and i see some like potential in in funny superman Mm -hmm. but black adam is like very not funny like anti-hero superman so I'm, i'm curious how that's gonna tie in eventually it seems like two two interesting tastes that will not taste great together right well and the other thing too is that like black adam is primarily known as being, you know, Shazam's Lex Luthor or, you know, General Zod or whatever you want to call it, equivalent, he would not be getting his own movie if it weren't for the fact that they got The Rock to play him, and now they need to appease him with his own movie so he doesn't feel like he's just a supporting character in someone else's sequel. Yeah, and he's going to be like a, like a, not to make this comparison, because God knows we don't want it to be, like a Venom-type thing where he's not really a villain, I guess, like... Oh, sure. He's going to be a, a like an anti-hero or is like, oh, well, he, he beats up some innocent people, but he still saves the day at the end. Yeah, almost like a, like a Hancock, like just like a, a oh. dick of a superhero. That's, I guess. A, that's a terrible movie. Why would you bring that up? I know. I, I remember with my friends at the time, we had planned like a summer day out in Manhattan and decided to go see a movie. And they wanted to go see Hancock. And I refused to see it after they changed the title from Tonight He Comes. <laughs> and instead i went to go see the wackness and the wackness is amazing you made the right call yes black widow made a call see what i did there um moving uh something uh from may to november back to may but of next year um which at the time they did that without eternals having moved which we'll talk to in a minute about in a minute but i I was like, that has to mean eternal. Like, they were moving things so oddly. I was like, I feel like Black Widow has some tie-in. You know, they're, they're, whatever they do that involves where we're going with the MCU, that you need to see before you see Eternals. Right. Well, first of all, you know, pour one out for the MCU's Phase 4, because they had their whole big Comic-Con event. They listed off, like, three years' worth of movies and Disney Plus shows. They're all going to be interconnected. And then none of them are off the ground. Here's what I do find interesting about that, though, is that this year we were supposed to get Black Widow. Then it was going to be Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. Then the Eternals. Then the WandaVision show. We're still getting WandaVision in December. That's the only one of those four that's on the release schedule. Because I guess uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier still had some extra shooting to get done. And same with uh, and Black Widow and Eternals have to come to theaters. But that suggests to me that whatever happens in WandaVision, it's not dependent on you having seen any of the other three. Whereas no. we would probably, I, I, that leads me to think that Black Widow and Falcon and Winter Soldier have some sort of connection where you do need to see those in a certain order. It's possible. I think, I think, um, and same Wanda- with Eternals, yeah. Yeah, WandaVision was always sort of rumored to maybe can like get the multiverse going for uh, Doctor Strange. And now potentially Spider-Man 3. Yeah, which Spider-Man 3 is going to be interesting in that sense. Like, I don't think they need the multiverse. Like, the Spider-Verse in into the Spider-Verse is right there. But well, exactly. You don't need to do it twice. No, there's this weird thing where they um, they don't trust Spider-Man to have his own movie. 
Which yeah, so they got to cram in all these other like Doctor Strange is going to be in that as the mentor character. I wonder like, how much of that is like a Marvel Sony because of their agreement thing of like. Wonder if maybe Sony is pushing that. Like, if you're going to produce it, we need three of your characters for sure to be in this or something like that. Probably. Uh, well, I'm sure it was Sony's call to bring back Jamie Foxx's Electro because you know nobody was asking for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're doing the multiverse, I imagine it's going to be like a quick shot. I think they're making a big deal about a very small bit of casting. I hope. But, well, I mean, who knows? Like, if they're doing... Well, that's the thing. Like, if, they're, if you're doing the multiverse, then he would be blue. Because that would be the, the the shitty electro. Yeah, but not, and he's a new electro. Like that's fine. Maybe that'll work. But did you need to go Jamie Fox again? Right. But well, that's the the part that'll make it confusing. Because uh, the rumor that I've heard, and this hasn't been confirmed as of recording, is that they're also going to get back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and do a full Spider Verse thing. That's which certainly, be, which which will be less diverse than the animated version because spider-man's exclusively been played by white guys so far um i wonder if there'll be a miles morales if they do the if they do the multiverse maybe Uh, that they'll introduce in this one that's possible and then set that up to i almost feel like that's a a, it's a cop-out though to to put him in the multiverse where he's not like the spider-man because you still kind of have the main spider-man like they're not like into the Spider Verse did a good job of like anyone can be Spider Man. Everyone has been Spider Man essentially. Um, right. It's one universe. The MCU is very clear. Like this is the universe. Yeah. It, exactly. And the multiverse will be other things that are not really our our world in the same way. So I'm maybe they'll leave it alone because eventually you know we're gonna get Miles Morales eventually. Oh yeah, for sure. Maybe save it for a real like standalone movie. Well, and that's why I worry that they bit off more that they can chew with the Sony arrangement, because now you've got their like separate cinematic universe of Spider-Man side characters like Venom and Morbius, yeah. which are sort of like Morbius definitely seems like it's going to loosely connect to at least some of the MCU stuff. But is the MCU stuff going to acknowledge like it's it's going to fall into a bit of a gray area for sure? Yeah, um, I do believe the. um one of the storylines that Doctor Strange shows up in in the comics involves at the end him casting a spell so people forget who Peter Parker is Spider-Man type thing. So I hope they find a better way of doing that. But I, I got to imagine that might be one of the things that happens that he sort of solves that issue. Yeah, well, we can only hope. Yeah. Um, so we have more movies to talk about. Um, Even more? Yeah, I, I'm looking down the list and I'm like, God, there's there's so many. Um, so we have Blue Story. Don't know what that was. Came out on May 5th. Bob's Burgers was apparently coming out on July 17th. Now it's April of next year. I guess there's a Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, good uh, for them. Yeah. Bull was a March movie. Came out on demand on May 1st. Uh, so we can skip over those. Charm City Kings was a Sundance movie. It was going to come out in April, then August. Came out in August. Candyman. Supposed to be June, then September, then October. Now at some point next year. That was a movie that had some some interesting potential. Yeah, for sure. I've heard, without you know going into specifics, I have a friend who got to see an early screening of that one. And apparently there's a bit of a push and pull between Jordan Peele's sort of signature you know, racial commentary stuff and the more standard horror movie stuff. 
but it was also an early cut, so I don't know if that's something that they're taking the time to finesse or not. Yeah, no, I'm I'm almost positive it's a movie that trailer is better than its movie, but you know somebody liked it because uh, Nita Costa is making Captain Marvel too. So yeah, good for her. Yeah, uh, the climb. Don't know what that is. Supposed to come out in March. Now coming out in November. Cruella, Cruella which huh. is Emma Stone, right? Yeah, Emma Stone doing the Cruella Deville origin story that nobody asked for. Yeah. They're, they're trying to do Maleficent again. Yeah, because that works so well the first time. Um, December 23rd. Now it's May 28th of next year. I'm happy with the 31st of never, but, you know, not my choice. Death on the Nile. Speaking of uh, Miles Mortal enemy Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> Well, listen, he can get rid of that goofy mustache, at least. Jesus Christ. We, uh, years ago, we had a, uh, a running gag. Was it, was it Brett Ratner that you hated? I mean, I still do. I don't know yeah. if that was the person, maybe. I think we, we did, we, I remember we pretended to do, like, a. we didn't even do it for a podcast. I think we just, like, messaged each other this, because we're so cool. Um, <laughs> that I was hosting a talk show, and, and... And you, or no, you were hosting a talk show, and I was Brett Ratner, and you were uh, shitting on me the entire time. I uh, that, that takes me back. Yeah. So not Brett Ratner, but Kenneth Branagh. Death on the Nile supposed to come out in October. Now it's going to be December. I have a suspicion it will not be December. Yeah. They, oh, so they still haven't pushed that one back yet. I am checking to see if there's anything more up to date. But, I know they released the trailer not too long ago, but I think that's just because I'm sure the movie is pretty much done at this point. Yeah, it still claims to be a 2020 release. Mm. I uh, was not a fan of the of the last movie. Didn't see it. Didn't care. No, it's it's completely not essential. Um, but it coming out at some point. Um, Deer skin was uh, one interesting one. It didn't. It just skipped theaters and went straight to VOD. That's an interesting movie. That's Quentin Depew, the guy who did the Killer Tire movie. Oh, uh, Rubber. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and this one is is um, Jean Dujardin as a uh, dude who gets divorced or something. He, he drives to a small town. He buys this deerskin jacket and and a camera, and and it becomes a horror movie. Sort of like he claims he's making a movie. But he's also like stealing people's jackets and then he starts killing people. It's wild. It's very weird. I think you would like it. Okay. Um, one that I am uh, bummed got moved Deep Water. That uh, was supposed to be November 13th, Oscar release, and now it's August 13th of next year. That is notable for two reasons. Um, one, well, three reasons. One, it's an erotic thriller, and we don't get those anymore. Two, it's Adrian Lyne making an erotic thriller, and he hasn't made one since Unfaithful, and he's kind of the, like, Scorsese of erotic thrillers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, Scorsese and gangster movies, he's the dude you get when you make an erotic thriller. Yeah, for uh, sure. And it's the movie that uh, Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas decided to become a thing on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember hearing about this one. I didn't realize it was Adrian Lyne doing it. That's interesting. Yeah. That's what makes it uh, so interesting to me. Because I, I was, you know, like Patricia Highsmith, you know, nothing about that was was necessarily making me go like, oh, I got to see this. Mm -hmm. Though I do think um, the screenwriters are a very interesting tandem. It's Zach Helm, who um, did Stranger Than Fiction, which I okay. love. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. 
Though, uh, other than that, I think it was, I think he's only ever done Mr. McGorium's Wonder Emporium. I was about to say, it was like Stranger Than Fiction and then some like kids movies that nobody liked. Yeah, and then I think he does like other things too. Um, he did, I think he did a play, but he co-wrote this adaptation with, and I guess they didn't do it together. I'm guessing like this has like been in the works for a while. Sam Levinson, who, um, I knew a little bit when he made his first movie, Another Happy Day. You know, mm-hmm. he's uh, Barry Levinson's son. Sure. And maybe dating Ellen Barkin at the time. Like, they never... But she's in that movie, and it was like one of those, like, indies that may be awards player for her. And uh, I went to an event. We actually became friendly and, like, had lunch and, like, would message back and forth for a while. Lost touch. Didn't hear anything from him forever. He had said at lunch once he was writing this really dark thing that like would depress him when he wrote too much of it, so it would stop. And years later, I feel like that became Assassination Nation. Oh, was that? Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. So he was it two years ago, I think, had his sort of comeback with that. And now um, does Euphoria on HBO. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And didn't he also do the... Um the uh thriller or not thriller but uh zendaya and john david washington like i want to say the three of them did like a quarantine movie together yes that's apparently coming to netflix at some point yeah yeah okay yeah wow that is a weird so he and zach helm did an adrian linton erotic thriller together yeah or maybe not together but at least both had a hand in it yeah i'm into it um he also um would write or co-write uh, Barry Levinson's like HBO movies? Was it like uh, you don't know Jack or whatever? Sure, I sure. It, but you you know those interchangeable HBO films are like that's fine. Um, well, so it's the only good acting work that De Niro or Pacino get nowadays. Shy of uh, the Irishman. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's a that's I think an isolated case. Yeah. the The Wizard of Lies was the one. There we go. Oh, that's- sure, sure. And he's actually a producer on Pieces of a Woman. Oh. The um, all right. So that's a movie that came off my uh, my list, unfortunately. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, as we were speaking of, went from May of next year to March of 2022. Dungeons and Dragons went from November of next year to May of the year after. And why we think that's a good idea, I do not know. Are they like who's attached to that right now? Are they honestly like going to push forward on it? I know it's a big name and brand and everything, but the last one was so bad. I think they had a dragon attached, but he uh, he had to work on Game of Thrones, so he had to leave. Oh, sure. Well, you know, scheduling conflicts. That was an awful joke. Um, and I believe the uh, the directors are John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, the writers of Spider-Man Homecoming. And the directors of the Vacation Reboot. And um, Game Night for a better movie. Oh, well, Game Night was good. Yeah, and the I writer, mean, Horrible Bosses. Oh, sure, sure. Well, I don't know what you would... I mean, aside from, I guess, Dungeons and da- Dragons is kind of sort of board game adjacent. That's the only connection with Game Night I can think of. Yeah, I think we're, we're stretching there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dune, notoriously now, not moving... Not going to be this year, December 18th through October 1st of next year. All right. I know you're not crazy excited about this one, but Dune was my most anticipated movie of this year. And I am, especially after that trailer dropped, I am just heartbroken that I have to wait so much longer to see it. How much of that is the source material? How much of that is the last movie? How much of that is Denis Villeneuve? 
Well, none of it is the last movie because I'm not a David Lynch fan, but uh, but people uh, don't remember from back in the old days, or if you don't know, I'm telling you now. Miles hates David Lynch, so oh, with just a fiery passion. Um, but even outside of that, I love the source material. I'm a big fan of the book. Um, and Denis Villeneuve, I think, is just the most exciting director working right now. Like, I sometimes refer to him as the heir apparent to David Fincher. Um, and especially working in sci-fi. I mean, Arrival and Blade Runner 2049, I think, are two of the strongest sci-fi films of the last 15 years, easily. Um, maybe this is a hot take, but I actually think his Blade Runner is even stronger than Ridley Scott. Maybe that's heresy, but I think he's just a phenomenal director. I'm sort of there with you on that one. I don't love either, but I think the sequel is more what I would prefer out of that type of movie. Right, right. Well, and then if you look at the cast of Dune, I mean, I'm looking at it from the perspective of, you know, do these people make sense for these characters? And all of them are perfect casting. But it's also just, you know, a murderer's row of talent, regardless of movie. Yeah. Don't get attached to some of them, though. Yeah. Well, no kidding. And also, aren't they claiming they're going to make a sequel? So the plan, as I understand it, is they're kind of going to do what it was doing, where they take they cut the book in half. And so it's Dune part one and Dune part two. But because it's so expensive, I suspect that a lot of that will depend on how successful the first movie is. Yeah. And what I as much as I love Denis Villeneuve's movies, they're not always necessarily box office winners. I mean, Blade Runner followed in the footsteps of the original in all the wrong ways in that regard. Yeah. So. I, one of the things that's made me the most nervous about Dune is that as excited as I am for it, I don't want it to be amazing, but only cover the first half of the book and then not make enough money to justify the sequel. So we never even get to see the story conclude. I don't know where the cutoff point is. So I know what happens in it. I know from the Lynch movie and I know from reading the synopsis of the book. Um, my, my guess is, especially based on what we see in the trailer, that the cutoff point will probably be... and. This is minor spoilers um, is um, after sort of the shift in power takes place um, on Arrakis and after um, Paul and his mother sort of go with the Fremen. Yeah, I think it's not a super spoiler to say that especially it's a remake of a movie that is not it's not unwidely seen. It's just bad. Uh, There there will be an assessment, I will say, at the very least. Um, Yeah, I think that's going to be a very clear plot line throughout the movie, like. I think even in the trailer, it looked like they leaned into that, like, you know, you know what you have to do. Like, they're making it very clear that they're they're gunning for the family. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's pretty clear when you see a lot of what I have to assume is the semi-climactic sort of action sequence, which it is a good stopping point because it does lend itself to a nice three-act structure sort of within the family power dynamics on Arrakis. And then the second movie can be more about Paul's spiritual journey and sort of taking back the throne. It's a it's a good trailer, though. It does do all the things that YouTube video made fun of big Hollywood trailers for doing. Yeah, but if it works, it works. That's true. It's just it was funny that right after that happened, that trailer hit and you're like, big thing happening, big thing happening. Oh, that's the end of that trailer with the worm. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Um, so more to come on Dune. The Empty Man, which I don't know what it is has apparently been moved from August to December back to October. Always a promising sign. Um, Escape Room 2. Hated the first one. Um, Yeah, I can't believe that one's getting a sequel. That surprises me. money was the thing. So 
supposed to come out in August. It's properly a January movie now, so January 1st. I yeah, that, that sounds about right. I think it'll move again. Yeah, or just go, just dump that yeah. one in, just dump that one on uh, streaming or VOD or whatever. Who cares? Is I, anyone I, like standing on tender hooks? Like, what happens to the people who did anyone escape the room? I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, so uh, two people did. Are uh, they coming back? Or yeah, Taylor Russell is coming back. All right, which is a shame because she was in waves and could be doing so much better. Um, the Eternals went from November. To February to November, November 2021. I, uh, I, I, I've always been curious about this one. I love that Kumail Nanjiani is in it. I love even more that he's a Bollywood star in the movie. Yeah, uh, when he got shredded for it as well. Yeah, like that is, uh, I, I'm delighted. Like also, he's just one of my favorite people in the world at the moment. I, uh, when, when the, when the Big Sick came out, he, mm. uh, we, we started a, a vague, like, Twitter correspondence. Like, it's always, so, it, again, somewhat inside baseball. But, like, you know, we try to keep a healthy, like, distance from talent. You know, you don't want to be, like, buddy-buddies with people. Sure. But it is definitely nice when you know you can reach out to someone and they'll respond to you. Like, out of the blue. Like, if I ask him what's up, he'll respond. Um, you know, there's a couple of people like that. that it's, it's, it's a nice, like, to remember they're human beings. But, yeah. Yeah, there's something about like watching him become like just a beast to be like, oh, so wait, anyone can do this? We're just all lazy fucks. Fuck, I really, I really liked it better when I thought there was something different about like people who were you know attractive. Well, anyone could do it as long as Marvel's paying for your training regimen. That's no, he has been very clear that he didn't just go into his his uh, garage and lift weights. He's like, I do that now in quarantine. When I did this, I spent six months miserable. With a trainer and a chef and a nutritionist, like he's like, it, there's a team that makes you into this. You don't do it on your own. Yeah, uh, which honestly sounds like the worst thing in the world. Well, and that's why I'm sure so few of them keep up with it when they're not doing the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um. So we want to yeah, see this. I was I was looking forward to this one probably more so than Black Widow for the ones that were supposed to come out this year. It seems like something new and different and exciting. And Kumail's great, and I love the rest of the cast as well. Um, I'm excited to see what it is. And now it's uh, it's Chloe Zhao, who was um, at least in the Oscar race this year for Nomadland. So I'm hoping they give her some creative freedom on it. Yeah, for sure. By the way, we're almost 55 minutes in. We're only at the ease. God damn it. Okay, let's barrel through. Yes, everybody's talking about Jamie. I believe they just dropped the trailer coming out in January. Um, Disney movie. Could be interesting. F9 moved a, f- a year from May to April of next year. I don't care about the Fast and Furious. Miles, do you? I love them. I'm very excited for the next one. Uh, apparently, this is the one where they go to space. Fingers crossed. No, I think the next one. I think they're still one away. Maybe. We'll see. Didn't they have a trailer for this one? Isn't they John- did, yeah. This is the John Cena's The Long Lost Brother, which, of course, doesn't make sense. And also, they're bringing back Han, who died in Tokyo Drift, but still stuck around till the sixth one. So this is still before Tokyo Drift? No, because six ends with the post credit scene is the scene in Tokyo Drift where he dies. So it sort of catches up the timeline. And then you find out that it was actually Jason Statham that killed him. But now that they've made Jason Statham kind of a heroic character with Hobbs and Shaw, they need to sort of reverse engineer that. So maybe he didn't kill him. Who's to say? So he, he's going to crawl. Didn't they? So like they killed him in a car, but he's going to like crawl out of the car now or some shit. 
Maybe they'll like cut to like the flaming wreckage and he like crawled out just before the explosion because we presume he was in there based on, you know, the fact that we assume the editing wasn't lying to us, but yeah. we don't know for sure. I mean, I I remember I, I've only ever seen the first one, but I know of all of them. I just it's not my thing, but they get better. They get I they get watch, way better. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I know I don't want to watch two, three and like four to get to like fast five. Like, oh, now they're fine. Um, I do know that, uh, I watched Hobbs and Shaw and I did find it very odd. I was like, wait, isn't one of them a murderer? <laughs> like, no, it's, here's all I'll say about the series. Cause I'm a big fan, but I wasn't always a big fan. I, I sort of, it's not that watching the first four are necessary because they're not great value in going through them because when they do start getting better in five and six, it's because they're bringing all the characters back together and starting to form this kind of family dynamic and they are that much richer for having sort of muscled through the original ones and taken the time to get to know them when they were kind of lame underwritten characters because then they do start to grow on you a little bit once they start interacting with each other are they gonna are they gonna bring back everyone are we are we gonna get zachary ty Bryan back from uh, tokyo drift that is a deep cut um, they brought back lucas black from uh, uh tokyo drift for like a hot second in seven uh, they're probably steering away from that one except for Han because he was sort of the fan favorite character. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, Charlie's there and was the villain in eight and it looks like she's back for nine. I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to give her a redemptive arc. What about Bow Wow? Bow Wow? He's, you know, he shows up in archival footage, but I'm sure he's moved on. But that said, you know. I'm really know. pushing it now, aren't I? <laughs> But yeah, we can move on. Just Fast and Furious is great. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I I was also looking up because I remember that there was like, is Hulk Hogan's son in this or some nonsense? I don't think so, unless he's got a different name. I remember that some reality star or something I thought had a role. Maybe he didn't get it or something. I don't remember. Shows how much I care about this. Um, <laughs> Fatherhood, the Kevin Hart movie. Yeah, I don't care. April, don't care. First Cow already came out, but only came out for like a hot second on March 6th. I don't remember if they brought it out again or not. They definitely put on VOD. I think they might have brought it out again recently. I think they're also trying to do it again for a third time later in award season. The right. Flash hasn't started shooting, but, you know, has moved several times. The 2022 release. Um, Free Guy moved from July to December. I suspect they'll get moved again. That looks like fun. Yeah, could be. I mean, I don't know if uh, this is maybe a deep cut, but um, if any of you have read the uh, Yahtzee Croshaw book, Mog World, it's kind of the exact same premise, except that was with like a World of Warcraft NPC, and this looks like more of a Grand Theft Auto NPC. Yeah, um, it seems but, like it's trying to do the Ready Player One vibe also. A little bit, yeah, which, you know, doesn't bode super well, but... You know, I'm hoping that it's it'll be funny based on Ryan Reynolds and hopefully Taika Waititi. I love the book, Ready Player One. I like the movie quite a bit. I'm interested. Ready Player Two, the book is coming out, I think, next month. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't care for either. Yeah, I mean, it's it was a it was a diversion. You know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things I don't care for, the French Dispatch. What? Don't like Wes Anderson. We know this. Really? Oh. I thought because I didn't like Wendy Sanderson for the longest time, but then Moonrise Kingdom and uh, especially Grand Budapest Hotel turned that around in a big way for me. I like 
Grand Budapest Hotel. I, um, so I like the Royal Tenenbaums, and I like his animation. But uh, I hate Bottle Rocket. I hate Rushmore. Um, Moonrise Kingdom's fine. And um, Darjeeling is terrible. Life Aquatic is a tough set, even though I love Bill Murray. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not assuming I'm going to love French Dispatch, but I do love Isle of Dogs and uh, Phantasm Mr. Fox. I just think yeah. his, his vibe for me is way more suited to animation. I can definitely see that. Well, he does these kind of diorama-style setups and sort of yeah. locked camera positions. I can definitely see that. So that movie was supposed to come out in July, then October, now undated. Um, I have it off of my predictions. Maybe it comes out, but I feel like they're waiting for a can. I would assume so as well. The Forever Purge, which I wish we could purge from our system. Uh, it's supposed to come out in July. Now it's coming out next July. <clears throat> Wasn't, didn't the final Purge come out not too long ago? Wasn't no, there the one that was called The Last Purge? First Purge was the last one. Oh, I guess that was wishful well, thinking on my part. Yeah, I know. We, we talked about this on a recent episode, but um, the first Purge is the, the Purge is the first one is fine. It's not good, but it's not abrasively bad. The Purge Anarchy is the worst of the group. It's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. The Purge Election Year is also awful. Almost worse for, like, half-heartedly trying to be a satire. Um, very much what Saw 6 was able to do. Mm-hmm. Like, can't do. And the first Purge is closer to the first one. Um, still terrible. Um, vaguely racist. But also kind of knows it is. Like, that one's about the very first time they tried the Purge. Right. They tried on Staten Island and the Black uh, like uh, Projects. Which is a choice. Also, Marissa Tomei is in that movie. Isn't she the one who like comes up with the Purge program, more yeah. or less? Like the like government scientist is like, let's experiment and see if we make white people feel better by killing black people. Um, aged real well that movie. Oof. And then Oof. the government kills her like halfway through when she's like, "This is wrong. We shouldn't be doing this." You know, cap. This this isn't how I wanted everyone to start killing each other. Exactly. Um, it's not good. Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I hope is good, moved from July. To March of next year. I have no interest in this movie, and I resent the fact that they're playing to nostalgia to make me want to see it. Uh, well, Jason Reitman certainly hopes you feel differently after you after it comes out. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Speaking of nostalgia, it's supposed to be November. Now it's May of next year. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like I, I liked the first Godzilla. I kind of like the Nolan approach to Godzilla. Kong Skull Island is fine. The Godzilla sequel's not very good, so I have no idea what to think. Yeah, well, they've been all over the place, and each one has a different director who's, like, kind of got their own style, but none of their styles feel like they're coming through in the movies, so I don't know. I like Skull Island well enough. Um, I didn't much care for the whole Godzilla's only on screen for 10 minutes approach, and the first time the first action scene is, like, out of focus on a TV screen in the background, like... I don't know. That's not why I'm going to see a Godzilla movie, especially when the human characters are so deathly boring by comparison. I almost feel like Godzilla, the first Godzilla would have done better if they hadn't said it was a Godzilla movie and that was the reveal. Or if like yeah. they had allowed Brian Cranston to be the main character like the trailer cr- clearly wanted you to think. That's true, too. Um, Greenland. It's supposed to be ju- end of July. Now it's August. Now it's something. I have no idea when that movie's coming out now. Also, do we really need a Asteroids going to destroy the world movie when a virus is doing it for us. Yeah, it seems pretty dated already. Yeah. 
Greyhound moved from June to July and ended up an Apple TV exclusive. Um, solid movie. Yeah, but, it's a very good dad movie. Yes, it's it's missing an opportunity to play on TNT for the rest of time. Exactly. Yeah, it's fine. It's 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 definitely watchable. I like the methodical approach to it, but it's yeah. not anything special. Agreed. Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. That was a bummer. Supposed to come out October of this year, and then the sequel slash ending next year. They moved in best a year. So that I, is uh, a bummer. I was looking forward to the both of those. I I. As we know, I like David Gordon Green quite a bit. I uh, I loved what they did with it. You know, I, I like the approach of, like, we want to have nostalgia, but we're also going to jettison everything that doesn't work about these movies. Yeah. And it was uh, it was also just, like, very, very well done. Like, there's something about watching an incredibly well-done slasher movie that knows it's just the slasher movie, but by only being that, is better than that. And also, well, and it's a little bit of, like, you know, trauma. They And just... When you make a movie and you get the cast that you get, like, you know, give Judy Greer a role. Like, that's a smart move. Yeah, absolutely. No, that like it's it's the best slasher movie that's come out in years, almost by dearth of competition. But it is so well made and so simply executed. And yeah, you're right. It's probably the best role Judy Greer's had in a mainstream movie in a hot minute because usually she's just the wife or the ex-wife in the background or something, but here she actually got stuff to do. And um, yeah, just, it felt like a return to form, but also something fresh and new. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they fuck it up. Oh yeah. I uh, will see. I, I I'm willing to see where it goes uh, in the Heights. Supposed to be an Oscar movie this year, move to June of next year, probably still an Oscar movie, but also you never know how the Academy will feel about like a musical. So yeah, everyone always likes to say the musical is back or the musical is never coming back. It's it's a case by case basis. Like Chicago was great, but it hardly, you know, signaled the return of a genre or anything. No. And then that said, I did finally watch Hamilton on Disney Plus um, after hearing how amazing it was for years and years. And it is pretty great. So it does make me interested to see this one. Fair. Uh, Irresistible move to a VOD. I, I like that movie. Nobody saw it. Only a handful of people liked it. John Which one St- was that? That was John Stewart's like satire. Oh, okay. And was it good? It was a fine. I liked it. It, it. it builds to a very interesting twist ending. Okay. Let's go a little quicker. Jungle Cruise moved to next year. Boo. Indifferent. Um, Jurassic World Dominion moved from next year to the year after. I just want to know how that franchise ends. I just want that franchise to end. Fair enough. King Richard was going to be an Oscar movie this year. Moved to November of next year. We'll see about Will Smith next year. Mm-hmm. The King's Man was uh, September. Now it's February. I suspect it's going to move further because it's, you know, a movie they want in theaters. Uh, the Last Duel, which was supposed to be like at the end of this year, then I believe was a January 8th release. Now is October of next year because I don't think they finished filming. That's uh, Ridley Scott's Ben Affleck, Matt Damon movie. Yeah, I'm curious about that one. Didn't it have a bit of a controversial script uh, when it was first announced? Yeah, it's like, avenging a rape, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, like, I'm interested to see, especially with the talent. Adam Driver's in it. Yep. It's all in how it's handled. Jodie Comer is the woman. Yeah. Uh, Ridley Scott, who only makes awful or great movies. Doesn't really do in between, so we'll see. Uh, Last Night in Soho went from September to April. That's a movie I think people were looking forward to quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Edgar Wright doing just straight horror. I can't wait for that. Uh, the Lovebirds ended up being one of the first to go to Netflix. 
So I enjoyed that. I like Kumail, as we said. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing to go crazy over. Maybe maybe the Globes will remember it. Uh, Malignant, which is James Wan's like original horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was supposed to come out in August. I don't know that it shot. Date TBD. Um, the Many Saints of Newark, which I thought was also retitled to Newark, moved to March of next year. The Sopranos prequel. Yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how that one does. And it's James yeah. Gandolfini's son playing his character, right? Yeah, and I don't know how big that character is going to be, but oh. it's interesting casting. Matrix Four keeps tinkering, and then it now it's December of next year, right? I think is where it moved because it moved back and then up. They keep also they didn't shoot that movie much yet if they did it all right well so fun fact they were shooting in san francisco which is actually where my parents were living at the time so they were actually right next to some of the filming locations um yeah i think they shot a decent chunk of it but there's definitely more to go i want to say that's one of the ones that's back in production now i think so Uh, i could be wrong about that yeah Yeah. i I have no idea what they're going to do with it especially with only like half the cast coming back yeah Uh, and and uh People who aren't in the cast being like, why am I not in this cast? Which is yeah. a strange response. Um, Minecraft, just off the schedule completely. It was supposed to be a 2022 release. They took it off the schedule, which means they have nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Is that going to be animated or live? Like, how are they going to tell you? Uh, Minions Rise of Gru. Move from Skip this up. summer. Yep. Uh, Mission Impossible 7 and 8. They uh, they tinkered with their release dates. They're still 21 and 22. Um, we're here for it, you know. Oh, yeah. Morbius went from July to March, which you'll see, but that movie is done. So that's a thing. Mulan went to Disney Plus. We know that. Mm-hmm. My Spy went to Amazon after yeah. being out for like a second, I think. Or no, it's screened but never came out. Right. Mutants, we, we all know about that one. They just dumped it. They got tired yeah. of sitting on it, so they just dumped it. Yep. The Nightingale, which I'm not sure what that is, went a that's year. The, um, that's uh, uh, Jennifer Kent, her follow-up to The Babadook. Oh, I've seen that then. Wait, that ha- that can't be the same one. There's a, is there a different movie called The Nightingale? I have to check, because I've seen that. That had to have come out. That came out last year. Well, I, I remember it did a, a couple of festivals, but um, they kept delaying the actual, actual theatrical release. Really? Is it a tw- 2018 movie that still hasn't come out? Possibly. That's wild if it hasn't. It is also possible it's a different movie with the same title. Yeah. Well, we're running long, so it'll remain to be seen. No Time to Die. Move to next year. Shame. Shame. Can't wait. It's all the same. Uh, Nobody, which I don't know what it was or is, moved to February from August. The Personal History of David Copperfield moved from May to August and then came out. It's fine. It's. I was a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, Miles' uh, predicted Best Picture winner. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still think it has a shot. Yeah, well, it's January 1st, so it is eligible. Uh, January 15th, it is eligible. Moved from August. Praise This, moved from September to TBD. Don't know what that is. No idea. So I can't praise it. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon moved to next year, from November mm-hmm. into March. So it's an early 2021 contender, as opposed to this year. That's a shame, but also, like, we have some animated titles. We're not hurting there. Yeah, yeah. Ron's Gone Wrong, I have no idea what that was or is. It went from November to April. Run, I don't know what that is, and that's TBD. Scoob went to digital. I saw that. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, the Secret Garden did come out, barely. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. 
tinkered with its July, to, um, tinkered with its 2021 date going to July, obviously because of the MCU. Sure, sure. Um, looking forward to it, but also couldn't tell you what it's going to be besides like. It's a martial yeah. arts Marvel movie. I think it could be good. They're going to finally introduce the real Mandarin after doing the fake one in Iron Man 3. I'm also bummed about that. I kind of I kind of like that the only Mandarin was the fake one, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Shazam 2, 2023. So I don't think we have to worry about it yet. No. Uh, our personal one, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Oh, I can't wait. Full year. Like, I, I, I really almost had hoped they would have just put it out on, like, VOD in October of this year. Yeah, I would have I would have paid for that one. That was, yeah. that that bums me out that we still have to wait for it. But it does make me think they're confident in it. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, Chris Rock's passion project, which I never would have seen coming a mile away. It makes me like Chris Rock so much more. Right? Um, Soul Christmas Disney Plus. We we know that sort of the talk of the town at the moment, and we now know from the London Film Festival that it's apparently very very good. So that's probably why they also did it. They're like, we're not going to let it sit forever. Uh, Star Wars starting in 2023 we'll figure it out um, they haven't figured it out yet so let on we I'm sure they still don't know what that movie is <laughs> like they've the next, they've the hired next, and fired so many the next trilogy is supposed to come out Christmas of 2023 every other year they still don't know anything about it yeah. Tenet moved around a little bit sort of came out sort of still is coming out so it was a sort of sacrificial lamb to sort of see if going back to theaters was viable. And the resounding answer appears to be no, not right now. Yeah, even though it's going to just theaters until New York and L.A. open and then it'll open again. Yeah. And I'll pretend like the last three months never happened. Exactly. Which is a choice. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder 2022. That one should be fun. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, so where are we? we got Tenet. We got Thor Love and Thunder. Tom and Jerry. Oh, Mark. yeah, they are making a movie of that. That's wild. Yeah, Because, you know, timely subject matter. Yeah. Uh, here's what I am interested in. The Tomorrow War. Oh, the- is this the Chris Pratt's in it, right? Yeah, yeah, with, like, soldiers from all eras of humankind, like, fighting something. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds pretty rad to me. Yeah. December 25th it was. Now it's July of 2021. Oddly, that movie includes uh, in its cast Mike Mitchell of the Doughboys podcast. Uh, If you want to listen to a better podcast than this one, they review uh, fast food chain restaurants, and it's hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. Um, Yeah, it's been delayed a few times. Yeah, now it's July. I actually forgot that it was the... I thought it was still coming out in December. It's not. Mm -hmm. Uh, July of 2021. The Truth went to VOD. Uncharted, which I don't believe they shot yet, still claims it's coming out in July of next year. I refuse to believe that movie will ever come out. I also love that they insist that the reason you want to watch a Nathan Drake movie is to watch young Nathan Drake. Well, I think they're playing the long game. I think it's taken so long to get this movie into production that they went ahead and cast Tom Holland now so that by the time they actually do film it, he'll be at the right age. That's fair. That might work. And isn't it is Mark Wahlberg, Sully? Yes, and he'll be the right age, too, by then as well. Yeah, I guess that's not as bad as it could be. Um, Unhinged, which came yeah. out. That was the other Sacrificial Lamb. The Russell um, Crowe Road Rage movie. Yep. Yeah. The uh, the Elvis movie that Tom Hanks got Corona shooting mm-hmm. is November of next year. Uh, Indiana Jones, which is in no way ready to start shooting, is a 2022 release. I can't believe they're still doing that. Like, Harrison Ford's going to be limping through the whole thing. 
James Mangold's going to puppet him. Yeah. I like James Mangold directing, actually. That might give it a, a shot of energy. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's the right choice. Uh, Spider-Man sequel, whatever they're going to call it, December of next year. Uh, October 2022, the Spider-Verse sequel. Yes. June of next year, Venom, which was supposed to be October of this year. Spider-Man was supposed to be July of next year, moved to December. Spider-Verse is just switching around 2022 dates. Venom was supposed to be this year, now it's next year. West Side Story moved a full year from December of this year to next year. Uh, The Witches is now coming out on HBO Max. Later this month, right? Yeah, pretty soon. Uh, Without Remorse. I I mean, I have no idea what they're doing with that. I think it was supposed to be done. The uh, um, Michael B. Jordan version of Tom Clancy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The Woman in the Window. Date TBD because it's apparently terrible. Yeah, they're probably going to dump that one on streaming sooner or later. Working Men, which I don't know what it is, and then it came out in VOD, and then Wonder Woman 1984, which is supposed to come out this year, but let's be real, is not. Yeah, unlikely. We did it. That's, we did. Uh, we got through an exhaustive look at everything you can't see right now. We really, we really rushed the back half of that, huh? Yeah. Well. It's almost like 2020. We're just trying to get it over with. Yeah, heard that. Well, remember yep. when March felt like it was six months long and then every other month is just zoomed by? This is true. So we're going to forego our uh, horror and political recommendations for a moment. For a moment, We'll get back to that next week. Um, when I believe next week or the week after, we're going to have a uh, special like theme for our podcast. Uh, Miles, would you like to say what it is? We're going to be looking at the Saw movies. Going to go through the whole franchise. Yes, we're going to have a, a no, we're going to have a special guest. It, don't get too excited. It's another writer from the site. Um, as I said, I realized, oh, they're going to think it's like Tobin Bell or something. Um, yeah. It's not. But I wonder who we could get from that franchise. What's, what's Costas Mandalore up to? He can't be that busy. And he's he's going to find better things to do after what we said about him. Off oh, the maybe. air. I just realized, as we said it, we talked about him off the air, and I feel a lot better about that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Ca- Costas Mandalore, we love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll very selectively talk about your work in this franchise. Yeah, you were in these movies. I think we should get Beverly Mitchell. Okay, if we can get her. She's like, I was in it for three days. Yeah. Why are you asking about this? Oh, that'd be great. But for now, we're going we're gonna to come back to you with that soon enough. But for the moment, we're going to close up here. Um, I've been Miles. I've been Joey. Exactly. I was waiting to see if he would do it. He did it. Um, And we hope you enjoyed. If you didn't, um, again, we're Fresh Air with Terry Gross. (laughs) Have a good one, everyone. Stay safe and vote. Yes, vote. Register if you haven't voted. And uh, if you did vote, don't vote again. But uh, unless you're a Trump voter, then vote three or four times. And make sure you be sure. Yeah, yeah. And also remember that Election Day is on a Wednesday. Exactly. Take care, everyone. Peace.